the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello and welcome as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley Rutherford. I'm Kyle Welch. This program is part of an outreach ministry from Shepherd Church located in Los Angeles, California. Everything we do at Shepherd is based around John 3.14 that teaches us to lift up the name of Jesus that the world might believe. We want to come alongside you in your journey with God and help you become stronger in your faith so you can better serve Jesus and share him with others. Our pastor is Dudley Rutherford, and we join him right now with his message for us today. Today, I want you to grab your Bibles and your notes. We want to look at the fisherman and his dream. Our story centers around a man by the name of Peter. Everybody say Peter. In Matthew chapter 4, verse 18, the Bible says, As Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers. Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew. And Jesus, in verse 19, said to those two boys, Come follow me, Jesus said, and I will make you fishers of men. And look at verse 20. At once they left their nets and they followed Jesus. Our sermon today, our story begins, and write this down in your notes, point number one, Peter, a fisherman, is called to fish for men. And Peter, the Bible says, at once he left everything and followed Jesus and became a fisher of men. In Matthew chapter 16, Peter would acknowledge that Jesus was the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus turned to Peter and said, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by men, but by my Father in heaven. It was one of his good moments. But one of the lowest moments of Peter's life, one of the worst moments, was in Luke chapter 21. He was with Jesus in the upper room. And, and Jesus said, one of you is going to betray me. You will all fall away. And Peter said, Lord, I will never forsake you. Lord, I will never fall away. And Jesus turns to Peter and says, Peter, this very night before the rooster crows, you will deny me how many times? Three times. And sure enough, that very night, Peter cursed and denied that he knew the Lord three times. And then the rooster crowed. But as low as that moment turned out to be for Peter, after the resurrection, everybody say after the resurrection, everything changed for him. Peter is called after the resurrection to witness to the ends of the earth. Jesus said these words in Acts 1 verse 8, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. 
And you, and Peter was in that group, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all of Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Those are concentric circles. In Acts chapter 1, Peter's called to go to the ends of the earth. And in Acts chapter 2, he preaches. He gets off on the right foot. He stands up on the day of Pentecost and he preaches and 3,000 people step forward to be baptized into Christ. Peter is off to a good start. He was called to witness to the ends of the earth. He preaches and 3,000 folks get saved. The only problem is that all of his converts are Jewish. In fact, in chapters 2 through 9, Peter succeeds at reaching Jewish people. I want you to think about that. The first church was started by Jewish people, for Jewish people, and reached only Jewish people. After the resurrection, God gives Peter a second chance. I want you to get back to fishing for men, uh, reaching all people. He stands up and he preaches on the day of Pentecost. 3,000 people get saved. He succeeds in reaching Jewish people. The problem is he's not reaching any Gentiles and he's the leader in the church. And the root of his problem as a Jewish man is prejudice towards the Gentiles. Because in his day and age, Jews had been taught not to associate with Gentile people. It's easy to see with this attitude if carried into the church what it would have done in the spreading of the gospel. Large areas of the world would have been written off as beyond the grace of God. So God had to wake Peter up and remind him of his calling to fish for men, all men. And so in Acts chapter 10, here's what happens. Here's how God wakes Peter up. Peter receives a heavenly vision. This is found in Acts chapter 10, verses 9 through 33. And Peter, he's on the roof of a house. And he has a dream. And in this dream, there's this sheet that comes down. It's got four corners. It's like a normal sheet that comes down out of heaven. And inside this sheet are all kinds of animals, both clean and unclean. He hears a voice that says, Peter, kill and eat. And Jewish people do not eat unclean food. Peter had a thick skull. He was slow to learn. And so he has this dream, not once, not twice, but three times. And I believe this is my own opinion. I think Peter was haunted all the days of his life when he always remembered that he denied the Lord three times. And so he has this dream three times. It's a thrilling story. I want to read part of it to you. In Acts chapter 10, starting with verse 9, about noon the following day, as they were on their journey approaching a city, Peter went up on the roof to pray. He became what? Hungry. And he wanted something to eat. And while the meal was being prepared, he could smell it. He falls into a a, a trance. In verse 11, here's this vision. He saw heaven open and something like a large sheet being let down to earth by its four corners. It contained all kinds of four-footed animals as well as reptiles of the earth and birds of the air. And then a voice told him, get up, Peter, kill and what? Eat. Notice what he says in verse 14. Surely not, Lord, Peter replied. 
I have never eaten anything impure or unclean in my life. And the voice spoke to him a second time. And the voice said, do not call anything impure that God has made clean. This happened in verse 16. How many times? Three times. And immediately the sheet was taken back to heaven. Now Jews were not allowed to eat animals that chewed the cud. So he knew what animals he could or could not eat. And God sends this sheet down with all these animals, both clean and unclean, kosher and unkosher. And people always ask, well, why didn't Peter just take the animals out that were clean and eat those? Well, because remember, if a clean animal touched an unclean animal, the clean animal would thus become unclean. And so the sheet comes down with kosher and unkosher food. He hears the words kill and eat. Peter says, surely not, Lord. I have never eaten anything unclean, and he hadn't. Now, Peter doesn't know what I'm about to tell you. Peter at the time was in a city called Joppa. This is on the Mediterranean coastline. It's absolutely beautiful. Peter did not know at the time he was having this vision, at the same time God was speaking to him, 32 miles up the coastline in a city called Caesarea, God was also speaking to a Gentile man by the name of Cornelius. Cornelius was a centurion in the Roman army. He was a God-fearing man. The Bible says he was Italian, just so you know. And he also had a vision. And his vision was to go down to Joppa, to send his soldiers down to Joppa, and to ask for a man named Peter and to bring him into his house. And so let's look and see what happens in verse 17. While Peter was wondering about the meaning of the vision, the men sent by Cornelius found out where Simon's house was and stopped at the gate. They called out asking if Simon, who was known as Peter, was staying there. While Peter was still thinking about the vision, the spirit said to him, Simon, three men are looking for you. Get up and go downstairs and do not hesitate to go with them for I have what? Sent them. And so he decides to go with these men. And he travels the 32 miles up the Mediterranean coast. Probably took him at least a day, maybe a day and a half. And he walks inside of a house full of Gentiles. Now hear me out. Before this took place, Peter would have never walked into a house full of Gentiles. Even if you invited him, he would not have come. Skip down to verse 27, if you will, and we'll read the rest of this. Talking with him, Peter went inside. He found not just a man, he found a large what? Gathering of people. He said to them, you are well aware that it is against our law. For a Jew to associate with the Gentile or to visit him. But God has shown me that I should not call any man impure or unclean. So when I was sent for, I came without raising any objection. May I ask why you have sent me? And Cornelius answered, Four days ago I was in my house praying at this hour at three in the afternoon. 
And suddenly a man in shining clothes stood before me and said, Cornelius, God has heard your prayer and remembered your gifts to the poor. Send to Joppa for Simon, who's called Peter. He's a guest in the house of Simon the Tanner, who lives by the sea. So I sent for you immediately, and it was good for you to come. Now we are all here in the presence of God to listen to everything the Lord has commanded you to tell us. Oh, this is thrilling. God orchestrates two oceanfront properties, 32 miles apart on the Mediterranean Sea. A Jewish believer by the name of Peter, who who was full of prejudice, but God broke down his prejudice to go and to visit inside the house of a Gentile by the name of Cornelius, a centurion, and to lead him to Jesus Christ. And something amazing happens inside of Peter's heart. Peter's heart actually shifts. God awakens Peter that his prejudices are keeping him from reaching all people. And ladies and gentlemen, I want you to know that God has always been about the business of breaking down the walls that divide us. Our government tries to divide us. Our politicians succeed in dividing us. Our culture tries to divide us. And yes, even Satan himself tries to divide us. But God in heaven can change anyone's heart. And if you're here today and you have any prejudice, if you have any racist thoughts or tendencies toward another human being, towards another person, towards another nationality, towards another human being because of the color of their skin or because of their income or because of their history or because of their indoctrination or because of their their past experiences, you need to ask God to change your heart and God will change your heart. Peter's very first comments, the very first thing that he says when he finally understands that God has been orchestrating this divine appointment of a Jewish man through the dream with the sheep and all the animals and Cornelius a Gentile, the very first thing that he says in verse 34, Peter began to speak. He said, I now realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism but that he accepts men from every nation who fear him and who do what is right. The disciples were told in Matthew 28, verse 19, to go and make disciples of all nations. Peter was called in Acts chapter 1 to go to the ends of the earth. And I fully believe if Peter would have just obeyed God in Acts chapter 1, There would be no need for Acts chapter 10. Acts chapter 10 wouldn't even be in your Bible today if he had obeyed Acts chapter 1. But sometimes God has to get your attention and get you to realize that he, God in heaven, shows no favoritism and that when Jesus died on the cross and when Jesus shed his blood that he died for all people he died for the red man and the black man and the white man and the yellow man and the brown man and if there was a purple man or a green man he died for them too Amen. 
Write this down. Gentiles are now included. That the gospel is not just for Jewish people, but it's for all people. And if you're here today and you're either Jewish or if you're Gentile, all are welcome at the foot of the cross. And just so you know, it was the Jewish man who died upon the cross. For all Jews and for all Gentiles. And the greatest promise of all the promises in the Bible, Peter says next in verse 43, he said that all of the prophets, that's the Old Testament, they testify about him, Jesus, that everyone who believes in him, Jesus, receives the forgiveness of their sins through Jesus' name. There was a guy who died. He went to heaven and St. Peter met him at the pearly gates. And Peter said, this is how this works. You need to get a hundred points to get through these gates and make it into heaven. You tell me all the good things you've ever done on earth. I'll tell you how many points you have. They equal a hundred. You get to get in. The man said, okay. He goes, I was married to my wife for 50 years. Never cheated on her one time. Not even in my heart. Peter said, that's three points. He said, three? He said, that's right, three. Anything else that you did down there? He said, well, I attended church. I never missed church. He said, I obeyed all of the commandments, and I gave not just 10%. I gave 20% of all my money back to the church. Peter said, that's one point. He said, one point? He said, one point. You've got four. Anything else? Well, he said, I started a soup kitchen. I worked in a homeless shelter for 20 years. He said, that's two points. The man said, two points at this rate, the only way I will ever get into heaven is by the grace of God. And Peter said, bingo, that's worth a hundred points. Come on in. (laughs) Only through Jesus and believing in him do we receive the forgiveness of sins. It's only in Jesus are we all one in Christ. But from that one divine appointment between Peter and Cornelius, the gospel is now available to both Jew and Gentile. This Thursday night, I came back to L.A. and I was at the airport and I had some some earphones on. So I'm just sitting there and uh, I hear some guy talking and this guy right here sits down next to me and he goes, my name is Abdul. I said, hello, Abdul. I go, where? He had this strong accent. I said, where are you from? He said, West Africa. And he said he was from Burkina Faso. He says, it's all Muslim, 100% Muslim. I said, are you a Muslim? He goes, no, I'm a Christian. I said, you're a Christian? He goes, yes, I go to your church. You go to my church? I I go to your church. How long? Five years. I said, how did you become a Christian? He said, seven years ago, he met a friend of a a Christian pastor. It was either Andy or Charles Stanley. It was a friend of theirs. He said, and this man just befriended me. We became friends. I said, I'm Muslim through and through. I have the Quran memorized frontwards and backwards. And he goes, that man led me to Jesus Christ. I go, where do you live? He goes, Porta Ranch. 
And, uh, and I want you to know it's why I love our church, because our church sets an example for the rest of the world. Our church sets an example for all of Los Angeles. Because we have African Americans and Latinos and Asians and Russians and South Koreans and Filipinos and Egyptians and Chinese and Syrians and Puerto Ricans, and there's no arguing and there's no tension and there's no hatred. And we reflect in this church what heaven is going to be like. We even have USC fans sitting next to UCLA fans proving that the gospel is for everyone and that everyone is included. As we close, my last point of this series, your obedience matters to the salvation of others. The rest of chapter 10, Cornelius and his entire household are baptized into Jesus Christ and ushered into history, non-Jewish people being able to be saved. But the vision to change the world began by changing one man's heart by the name of Peter. Alexander White said these words, it would change your whole heart. It would change your whole life if this very day, if you would take Peter and you would take Cornelius and you would take them home with you today and lay them both in your heart, it would change your life today. I want to encourage you when you go home today, to get you a napkin. I want you to write down all the names, all the nationalities, all the people groups, all the people that you despise. Maybe it's the president of the United States of America. Maybe it's the past president of the United States of America. Maybe it's the next president of the United States of America. Maybe you write down the entire Democrat party. Maybe you write down the entire Republican party Maybe it's your neighbor. Maybe it's a relative. Maybe it's your next door neighbor. Maybe it's a person of another skin color. But you write down all the names of all the people that you dislike. And then you understand as you look at these names that these are the people that God has called you to serve. These are the people that God has called you to love. These are the people that God has called you to forgive. These are the people that God has called you to share Christ with. And if you can't do that, then you need to get down on your knees and ask God to forgive you for your hatred and for your bitterness and for your prejudices. And if you'll ask God, He'll give you a new heart. He'll give you a new heart. It's a blessing for us to bring this program to you every day. We exist only by our faithful partners who support us through their prayers and financial gifts. If Pastor Dudley's message has been a blessing to you, we would like to encourage you to consider joining in partnership with us so we can continue to be here every day to bless others with this important ministry. Your gifts, whether large or small, are greatly appreciated and go directly to help keep us on the air. You can find out more about supporting us by calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. That number again is 888-818-4777. 
we have operators standing by and ready to take your call. You can also support us by going to our website, liftupjesus.com forward slash reach. That address again is liftupjesus.com forward slash and then the word reach. If you're like me, you've discovered there are some books in the Bible that are not always easy to navigate through. Like for instance, the book of Proverbs. Proverbs contains 31 chapters and can be very daunting to go through if you are looking for a specific topic. That's why Pastor Dudley has created the perfect resource to help you with the book of Proverbs. It's called Proverbs in a Haystack, and it is our special offer for everyone listening today. Proverbs in a Haystack removes the challenge of searching through the book of Proverbs. It has over 2,000 topics that easily cross-reference to the exact chapter and verse you are looking for. This invaluable resource can be yours right now for a gift of any size to the Lift Up Jesus radio ministry. You can receive your copy of Proverbs in a Haystack by calling us at 888-818-4777. That number again is 888-818-4777. You can also order this book directly from our website, liftupjesus.com. That address again is liftupjesus.com. We know you will be blessed by this unique resource created exclusively by Pastor Dudley. So be sure to call right now and ask for your copy of Proverbs in a Haystack today. I'm Kyle Welch. We invite you to join us every weekday at this time when we again lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.